This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Do we have David Forrest? What's we, up, County? We've got the start of baseball coming your way at 105. I mean, you think about all the time that we couldn't talk baseball and we couldn't talk players and we couldn't talk about uh, where the business was going, but now we got our CBA and just to hear the crack of the bat and to hear the games on 80s cast in the radio, just thank God it's back. Just all, all those months, I kept trying to call into the show to talk to you and Cody, and nobody would let me through. It's just it's a bummer. We had to ban you. How sad was that? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was a rough three and a half months. I'll be honest. I know. I know the fans were out there wondering what the heck was going on, and, and it wasn't fun for anyone. You know, we didn't get to do our job. The players didn't get to uh, to get here on time, and I'm I'm certainly glad that that's all behind us our guys are here they've they've been put in sprint mode the last four or five days trying to get ready for this one but it is it's exciting exciting to see the fans here in the ballpark right now our guys getting ready uh and to see mark Kotze ready to manage his first spring training game you know the the first thing that i wanted to talk to you about and we addressed it earlier today and it's going to be sad is our first broadcast without Ray Fossey. And I know what Ray Fossey meant to this organization. You've known Ray Fossey for so long. I know he was a friend of yours and Billy's. And Ray has watched you grow up from a young executive to get married to having your kids. And Ray always being so positive to all of us throughout of our career, throughout our careers, and the growth, the growth in our our lives and to watch our lives grow just for someone like yourself who's known Ray for so long, just how tough is this spring going to be, especially starting today without our guy? Yeah, man, you said it, Chris. He just he was so uh, omnipresent here in, in every way, particularly in the spring. You'd see him standing behind the cage and walking around, and um, it is it's it's going to be hard not having him. I, I've seen seen Ken and Vince already, and and I know they're preparing to work without him and. He was, you know, what it's interesting what, what was said so much about him after he passed was so true. He was so warm and welcoming to everybody. From the, the moment I got here, you know, 23 years old or whatever, and had no, you know, no baseball resume, he couldn't wait to, to take me in and ask about the team and get my thoughts. And then, um, you know, over the years, we always wanted to talk about the moves. I still have a voicemail on my phone. He called me after we made the, the Elvis trade last, last spring, or I guess last off season to, you know, just to say how impressed he was with what we were doing to build the team. And it was such a compliment for someone like me to get from him who'd been in the game for decades. And he was so, so sort of quick to spread his, 
his sort of love of the game. So, no, you, you hit on the head. It's, it's going to be hard not having him around. I know how much our fans are going to miss hearing his voice, and there's certainly a void here this spring. Yeah, and we're going to honor him throughout the season. It's going to be special, and he'll, and he'll always be in our hearts, no question about it. And Ray under, always understood the business of baseball. So when the team was a team expected to win, you know, 90-plus games, do 100 games and compete for the division, he understood that. And then he understood well, there were the times where it became a retooling situation, and he was always so good to the new young players. And that's kind of the mode that we're back in is the retooling. Uh, the CBA gets done. You get back to business. You've made the three big moves. Uh, tell us what the moves were like, how they came about, and when you really knew that, you know what, we're going to take the franchise in a different direction in 2022. Yeah, I mean, look, not to deflect from your question, but can you imagine how much Ray would have enjoyed meeting Shay Langoliers and getting to know him and, oh. and looking at his game because he's such such an exciting young catching kid. Ray would have Ray would have loved that, but. Um, no, look, we, you know, we've, we've made the moves we have over the last week. Um, we knew going in, going into the off season, like you said, this was, you know, this was going to be a time of transition and, um, and man, there were some, those were some tough conversations to have this week. There's no, there's no sugarcoating it. Um, you know, a guy like Matt Olson, who's been basically been in the organization for 10 years, Chappie for eight, uh, you know, Bass became a big leaguer when he came over here from the White Sox. So um, it's, yeah, there's been a lot of changes around here. I think our clubhouse has handled it really well. Obviously, you know, Mark has had a big role in that in, in keeping the, the positivity and the, the energy up. Um, but it, it was something that we started back in November with the conversations and had to put kind of hit the pause button there for a few months. But once the lockout was lifted last uh, Thursday, we kind of picked up where we left off. I, 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 I've wondered for all 30 teams, like when you talk about how you're going to run your organization and the game plan for each organization, like how much do you think, whether it's y y the team you run or the other executives you're talking to, like guys had game plans heading into the lockout, then once they saw what the CBA was actually going to be, might have changed the way people do business. Have you seen that at all while you're making all the calls that maybe some people changed directions after they actually found out what the new rules were? We definitely had teams – that we spoke to last Thursday who were in a very different place than they were when we ended conversations on November 30th. Now, whether that's directly related to CBA or, or other things that, that came up over that three month period, I, you know, I don't know, but, um, but that was, you know, that was kind of the, the risk to some extent that, you know, those conversations were going to change. So, yeah, I, I think everybody, kind of regrouped during that time, looked at themselves, waited to see how the CBA was going to affect them in their operation. And we always knew that there, there was going to be a chance that we weren't just going to have, you know, have the same exact conversation. When you look at Matt Olson and you look at Matt Chapman, because obviously Olson signs an extension less than 24 hours from being traded. He's signing some huge extension. We know there were talks with Scott Boris and about Matt Chapman. Just, just for our fan base, they're always a question. 
How much did you talk to these two players about extensions with staying staying with the A's, or was it a situation that when you talked to their agents, you knew for a while now there was no way their demands would ever be made or met? I should say. Sure, I mean, those those conversations are are always fluid over the course of a player's career, and and particularly you know with those two guys who you know who came up you know had different trajectories. I think. I think we know, you know, Matt Chapman established himself a little quicker, only kind of up and down early on. So it was always fluid. I can just say that, yeah, those conversations did happen at various points in, in both of their time here. Um, and it, it didn't, you know, it didn't work out. Our Look, our situation as, as a franchise has changed over the course of their time here. And that's, that's certainly a factor as well. I, I, I think, you know, the ballpark has been in different phases over, you know, since let's say they came up in the middle of 2017, the, the ballpark search has been very different at times during that. So yeah, those conversations happened. Obviously, we're here now, so they never, you know, never got over the, the uh, finish line. For you, who you've been around this for so long, how frustrating has it been for you that the ballpark conversations, they have changed so much and where the ballpark's going to be, heck, what state the ballpark is going to be. They have changed so much since you've been with the A's. Just how frustrating is that? You know, it, I guess it, it could be if you look at it that way. I, I learned a long time ago, and Billy told me when I, you know, when I first got here, that we, we, can't, uh, we can't run our side of the operation being worried about that. And that was, that was true when I started in – 2000 it was true through that decade it's it's been true the last five years with with dave cavill running the you know that that search you just you you we can't we can't spend a whole lot of time focused on it we obviously have our our work to do and so i i guess there's a scenario in which you could get really frustrated looking at the day-to-day and the ups and downs of all the votes and and whatnot but to be honest chris we we, we kind of try and put some blinders on and, and go about our work and, and not, you know, not spend a lot of, of time and energy on, on, on what happens, like I said, from day to day on that stuff. Oh, I hear you. People ask me all the time, and I'm like, I don't know about city councils and port authorities, <laughs> and I don't know about all yeah, this stuff, I mean, we, right? We I mean, know we know a lot more. Na- we know a lot more about those things now than we did a few years ago. But, <laughs> yeah, sadly, uh, but I, I hear you. I don't. I, I don't want to. You know sit up for six hours and watch those those zoom meetings when i know we have work to do yeah the hey what about the county commission i have no idea i just i it's about baseball <laughs> for us um and and you know the way we cover the team here on ace cast and my time on 95 7 or the other stations we've been on i've always said there's you know you've got to cover the team with the direction of the team and lately we've covered the team as a team that's trying to win the division trying to win 100 games but now there's been a pivot and now you cover the team to find out who's going to be a part of the future, even though Mark Kotze and, Mark Kotze and his group, they want to win today. But as we start at 105 today, it's about a blueprint and finding the next generation of A's that are going to lead us back into the postseason to give a chance to win a championship. And when I think about all these years that you've been winning, you've had to deplete your system to try and keep winning and to add, which has been great. But now you're now you're refueling the farm system. 
you talk about the three trades. Talk about how excited are all these players that you brought in, and, and and you're getting a minor league system back and starting to build for the future. Yeah, there's there's obviously a cycle to these things. Like you said, the the you know the farm system and the major league team kind of go in in concert over three and four year cycles, as we've seen all the way back you know back to 2000. So that said, uh, you know we've gotten ten players in over the last week and and really you know really excited about a lot of them you you look at you know the makings of a of a rotation down the line with guys like jt ginn and ryan cusick and gunner hogland uh you know in addition to, to some of the guys who are already in the system and colin palouse and mason miller and, and jeff criswell so really you know make a difference here uh you're starting rotation depth in the system right away and then you know, we mentioned Shea Langoliers earlier, but the position players with Langoliers and Pache from the Braves, Kevin Smith, uh, who we think is, you know, had the chance to make an immediate impact coming over from the Blue Jays. Um, there is, you know, there there is a lot of optimism about all the guys who've, who've sort of become new to uh, green and gold over the last six days. You know, the guy that I'm really feeling bad for, and, you know, you always have a soft spot in your heart, uh, you know, are the guys that only have so much time in this game and they only have so many chances. And, you know, the last couple of years, you know, not even really having spring trainings or shortened spring training, and now here's another shortened spring training. You know, the guys that are trying to eke out a living and just, you know, they're aud- they're really auditioning not only for you but the 29 other teams. And with, you know, I'm looking at the schedule here starting today ending on April 5th, just how bad do you feel for those guys that are just trying to grind and make that roster spot to just have that opportunity to call themselves a big leaguer one time or just, just holding on that it's, they're getting very limited time to showcase their skills. Yeah, that was sort of a, you know, the, the heartbreak for a little bit of the lockout was the guys who, um, who did want to be out here and play and, you know, like you said, take advantage of whatever opportunity they have, you know, whether it's guys on the roster out of options or, or six year free agents who had plans to come into camp and win a job, like that's going to be hard to do over the next two and a half weeks. Like, you know, we know we've got 18 games. We're already looking at uh, limited innings and limited ABs trying to get, you know, the, the guys who are set on the roster ready for that opener in Philly on the eighth. So uh, it, it's just a different spring. I mean, like you said, we, we've been through this the last couple of years. We had, you know, short spring and summer camp in 20. Last year we had protocols and things were uh, things were different than they'd ever been. And and now here we are with uh, a sprint uh, to to opening day. So we'll, guys will adjust and, and hopefully we'll be able to figure out what we're doing before then. You know, one thing uh, we've talked a lot about with you is the great job that you did with your staff and the medical staff and Dave Cavill with the entire organization with how we dealt with COVID. And it's not gone yet. Cases are starting to go up in New York. One thing that we're not talking a lot about is uh, the mandates that are still going on for vaccines. I'm looking at it about New York right now and what's going to happen with certain Yankee players, Met players, uh, teams coming in to play in New York. You got Toronto in the very first road trip, and they're still very strict about uh, vaccines and booster shots and everything. So uh, just, you know, a, a broad overlook 
Uh, talk about if you go to New York and if you go to Canada and not everybody's vaccine, just if not, I should say, vaccinated. How tough is this going to be for some organizations? It's it's another variable thrown in thrown into the mix of putting a roster together, no doubt. So, I mean, like you said, we we go to Toronto on that first road trip, so it's it's staring us right in the face. I think I think Texas goes in there to open up, so they're the other organization that has to deal with it as early as we do. But um, yeah, it's part it's part of our conversations of putting together the 26 man roster is is what happens if we have guys who can't get into Canada games eight, nine, and ten. So. Uh, hopefully, you know, I, I don't know as much about the situation in New York other than what's been reported this week. And uh, people seem to think there's a chance of that being cleared up, certainly by the time we go there midseason. Um, but but the Toronto thing is, is very real and it's something we're going to have to deal with early on in uh, in dealing with either guys who who can't can't get in or, or guys that we have to option, things like that. So, but again, <laughs> It was never going to be easy, so it's just another uh, another variable thrown at us. Well, when I think about all the rule changes and all the different things that are going on, the main thing is just we're getting back to baseball, and we know that it's about building a team for the future, but you're still going to have a team that you're going to try and win with the guys that you got right now with Mark Kotze and your great staff. So when you go into 2022 – I, you know, you're going to have the the initial team, but just how fluid do you think the roster will be throughout the season? Well, I think there's an opportunity here for a lot of guys. I think, yeah, you will see some some turnover and some changes, and and obviously there's a you know there's elements of our roster that are set, but um, but I know Mark has told the group there's a a great opportunity for some guys here to get a shot at establishing themselves in the big league. So like we've, you know, we've been here before and, and we've gone through this with other guys and guys who've taken advantage of that opportunity have gone on to flourish here. Um, so yeah, like you said, we're, you know, we're at the point now where we're focusing on, on what's going on in the field. We, we, we kick off here in about 15 minutes and, and it'll be about what goes on, what goes on in the field, certainly for Mark and, and his staff and, and the guys in the clubhouse. Uh, they're they're trying to block out some of the other noise, and they're worried about taking advantage of their their chance here. Well, I know you think A's Cast Live and A's Cast is just about promoting A's baseball, but we're out on the road right now helping you, David. <laughs> We've been scouting. Uh, Cody was on the road as your uh, West Coast scout, scouting your alma mater, Harvard, up against Cal Poly. Uh, David, you got to if, yeah. if he if he can somehow fall to us, you got to look at Brooks Lee from Cal Poly. That kid can play. I'm I'm well aware of Brooks Lee and and if you believe believe what's written out there right now, there's no chance he's getting to us in the first round. But I know uh, I know he's a very good player. Uh, I also know that the Crimson managed to split a four game series with Cal Poly Slow. So a lot of uh, a lot of pride on my Harvard text threads about that one. Hey, the bottom line is when Harvard comes west, you better watch out. <laughs> that's the takeaway. So I'll, I'll take it. They've got, they've got the UCLA Bruins for three this weekend. So that's going to be a tall order. Well, I know for everybody, David, that, uh, you know, when you go through a lockout, you just, you wonder how long is this thing going to go? When is it going to end? But the good thing is they always end. And no matter what, we're going to have baseball. And I got to think for you, your staff, and really for all A's fans, the fact that we're going to have baseball today at 105 is something special. And it truly kicks off the 2022 season. 
A hundred percent. I mean, we're, we're excited to be doing our job. There's been, there have been so many times over the last couple of years now where we haven't been able to do, you know, what we really love doing and, and the fans haven't been able to watch our guys out on the field and enjoy A's baseball. So uh, hopefully the majority of that, if not all, is behind us. Like you said, this, this finally kicks off the 22 season and we're, we're happy to be back. Good stuff, David. We'll talk soon. Be well. All right, guys. I'll talk to you. David Force, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.